This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. And we invite and we copy the link and we go to Facebook. Send it to Jared and we're talking to each other right here. Between two sterns. That's not our theme song. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm Jared Stern. I'm also Jared Stern. And you're you're between between two two sterns. sterns. What up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? I feel I do feel obnoxious because I know that it has not started to warm up on the East Coast as much as it has started here on the West Coast. So it's I okay. has I have to run a fan in my window now to regulate the old body temperature. See, sure. because I've been working all day, I needed to chug pre-work before I started talking to you. So it's pre-work to amp me up and then bourbon to bring me down. So <laughs> Well, you know, it has been uh nice on the east end of things. That's good. We have a, so um you recall from living in the area the the cherry blossoms are a yes. big deal. Uh, well those are in peak bloom right now. But if you'll remember last year since it's been a goddamn year of this, they had to like block off all of the roads leading to the cherry blossoms to keep people keep people from going to go see the cherry blossoms because they're a huge tourist draw. They did have to cancel the cherry blossom parade. No. Yeah, I know. It's it's a shame. However, what they've done instead is they've enlisted people who live in the area to decorate their houses in the cherry blossom themes. And then they have like a, an interactive map. Uh, and then you can go and take a walking tour of DC and you can look at all of the all the decorations that people have put up and make your own make your own parade. You just walk really fast past the houses <laughs> and you make your own parade. Each house right. being its own float. Um, sure. So we have we have decorations up. Oh, you street. guys do. We do okay. uh, because Andrea is big into the cherry blossoms and she wanted to participate. She's very talented. She's very crafty. She's mm-hmm. very artistically inclined. So we have on our front porch, we, we went, we had to, you know, she, she was, she, she enlisted me to kind of come up with a, a creative way to blend cherry blossoms and in a, in a way that would draw people's attention. So we have a uh, 37 inch inflatable uh, dinosaur <laughs> that we've made up to look like Godzilla uh, attacking the Washington Monument. It's been the talk of the neighborhood. People walk by Especially with the release of, what is it, Kong this week or Kong that's versus Godzilla? I mean, that's, it's, the, it, that's part of the reason why yeah. we did it like that was because he's got a movie coming out. It'll be top of mind. Speaking of movies, well, mm. movies adjacent, and I don't want to spend a long time on this, but like, have you seen the Zack Snyder cut? Of I haven't Justice yet. League yet. You haven't, I haven't yet. yet. Okay. I'm I not have going access to... to it. I just have not found four effing hours to watch it. You got to break it because it's in parts. There are like six parts. So I read a thing where you're supposed to put, watch like part one and two and then take a break and then watch. So I've, I've been, I haven't seen a DC movie, I think since the last Justice League, because they're just, they're, to me, I feel like I love DC characters. I love DC comics. I love DC animation. Mm-hmm. I like even the CW shows. They cannot do their movies to save their life, in my opinion. Like, it's like well, they don't even know their material. 
So we decide to watch this thing yesterday. We decide to watch part one and two. And I was like, I'm going into it like, like one of these like abusive interpersonal relationships sure. where people keep telling me that they've changed. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you one other shot. And it's like Zack Snyder's back. And it's not, it's not DC. It's not DC. It's the Snyder cut. See, mm-hmm. they're two different things. You can't think of it that way. So we go to HBO Max. We hit play. And I pause it three seconds into it because on the widescreen TV we're watching, it shows up as- Oh yeah, it's not in widescreen. Box. And I have to pause and I go, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like I pause this thing. (laughs) I spend 10 minutes dicking around HBO Max trying to figure out how to adjust the setting to give it a square, get it out of the square. Then Julie finally goes, why don't you look it up and see whether or not I look it up. This was Snyder's vision for it. Snyder, who was tasked with recreating this movie that was only going to be aired on HBO Max during a pandemic, had the vision for it that he wanted it to be square so that it could be viewed on IMAX, something nobody has access to. And I was like, how do you continue to screw things up so badly that I have to watch this piece of artwork that you want to make with 30% of my screen being black bars. It blew my mind. Well, to be fair, do you watch letterbox movies? I don't mind letterbox movies if they were made during a period of time when that was the case. But nobody is, the whole thing is shot in 4K. Nobody's creating 4K, four by three ratio TVs. That is true. It's, it's the literal definition of attempting to fit a square peg I guess not in a round hole, in a rectangular hole, but you get the point <laughs> I'm talking about. It blew my, so we're, we're, we watched part one and part two, and, and I'm, I'm, we're going to watch the rest of it this week. But it, the opening of, him, of making the decision to do it in the square setting, make, it made so little sense to me. Like, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get how, like, it feels like George Lucas again, like doing the prequels, where like uh-huh. somebody should have turned to him and been like, yo, this is a really bad idea what you want to do. Like everything else you want to do is great, but there are specific things that are just terrible choices that you're trying to make. Well, yeah, but the whole point of this was it was all about his choices. They had been subverted in the past for for various reasons, many out of his control, but that he he had been given given the material back to make his creative vision such as it is. And who's going to tell him no at this point? The whole point is the studio said yes. Take our money, remake the movie. Part of the creative process, and I I stand by this theory. I think that a lot of really brilliant artists probably do their best work when they are being restricted. Like if you look at Seinfeld, I think that Seinfeld's genius came from them having to play within the rules and realm that they were kind of restricted in. But I'm not telling him to change the movie, but it's like, uh, guys, I got a great idea. I'm going to release it in 720p. Zach, I really, no, no, no. My vision is for the, is for your ability to watch the thing to he be wants... so distracting that you can't even enjoy the thing that you're trying to do. No, no, it, it, it's best viewed when squinting, really. <laughs> I had, you know, you were talking about like getting back to normal. I had an oddly normal moment over the weekend. Oh yeah, what made it oddly normal? 
So I, we're, we're driving, we're down in Long Beach, California, and we're going to like um, the main street, which is second street in Long Beach. And it's me, Julie, and a friend of ours. We just wanted to go out to like a restaurant. We wanted to make a reservation at a restaurant, go and sit at a restaurant, have some drinks, eat some food, and just be normal. Okay. So we drive down to Long Beach. It's packed. Any type of downtown city atmosphere, parking is a nightmare, right? So we dropped a friend of ours off at the restaurant to put our name in, and we go driving down the street to find parking. And like seven cars down, there's a parking spot just sitting right there. So wow. close, like right around the corner from the restaurant. No meter, no nothing. The problem is it's a little tight. It's just a little tight. So what you're saying is your car was widescreen and <laughs> this parking space was in four, three aspect ratio. You nailed it. Absolutely. Okay, good. All right. So thus begins me prepping to back in. And before <laughs> I've even put the card reverse, Julie goes, I don't think you can fit in that space. And I went, well, it's not often that the ego comes out, but I have lived in New York. Mm -hmm. I have parked in Philadelphia. Sure. And I was going to fit in this space because some car fit there at some point. And thus began the Austin Powers-esque backing <laughs> in to this space. Uh -huh. I mean, I must have taken eight or nine back and forths with it. Now, that's not the best part. The best part is I move in for the first move. And I actually nailed this in one. I didn't have to come back out and go back sure. in. Went back in and out. But as I pull in, she goes, I don't know. And she acknowledges this couple that's across the street, younger couple around our age, across the street, looking at us. And she goes... I don't think they think you can fit in there either. <laughs> so now I have an audience. Sure. So if I was going to stop before, I'm definitely not going to stop now. And after 13 like little mini nudges back and forth, I managed to make it into the parking spot. And Julie goes, I did not think you were going to make it. I am very, very impressed. And I triumphantly get out of the car, turn around, and the guy from across the street makes eye contact with me and just starts giving me one of those nods. Like, good job. Like he was- Manhood asserted. Well. Yeah. I yell across to him. I go, I appreciate it. She didn't think I was going to make it in there either. He's like, I wasn't sure, but I was rooting for you. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I was doing it for you because I saw you across the street. And that was it. But we walked away from that moment being like, that felt oddly- I feel like reality is slowly coming back to normal. Like sure. we're not all hidden inside. I've, I've had this concern that once we, once, we res, once we open society back up, we wouldn't know how to be human beings to each other again. Well, I think spectating someone else trying to get into a parking spot for the sheer purposes of schadenfreude, uh, you know, is, <laughs> is so universal. I don't think that'll ever really go away. You think that this was a no-lose situation for him? Either he observed somebody triumphing and like making it into the parking spot or he could laugh at somebody failing or or he gets the nudge yeah. his partner and goes see i could have gotten in there. there he didn't get in there <laughs> right. might i ask what you were driving uh a 2019 mazda 3 hatchback okay so a smaller car smaller car nothing large but i'm i'm a fairly good parallel parker because my dad, I think I might have told you this. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. My dad had me take my driver's test in a 1996 Chevy Suburban. 
Oh, wow. A small yellow bus would have been easier for me to parallel <laughs> park than this thing, but yeah. And did you have the benefit of a backup camera? I For, for this event or when I took the test? Well, obviously not when you took the test. Yeah, backup yeah. cameras didn't exist I back did then. have a backup camera for this situation. Okay. Which is why I was so confident going into it. Like, Sure. No, I, I mean, to- these days, d- despite the fact that most, a lot of cars can park themselves now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thankfully, my car doesn't have that function. I don't think I would ever let it. Because I, I, parking I too, I too take a certain pride in being able to get into yeah. and out of tight parking spots yes it's just something i've gotten really good at and more often than not i just eyeball it you yeah. know I'll, I'll look down and like oh look the line's lined up that's great yeah and, yeah exactly i this this camera up uh, up in my brain that one told me i could get in in the first place so i think i think that for as great as the the car assisted parking is it's going to be difficult to sell that because it's going to be the first person in court who has to defend them smashing into the car in front of them and behind them by being like, well, I let the computer do it. Sure. And it smashed me in and out of the cars. And it's like, so maybe, <laughs> maybe you should be an adult and drive your own car. And if you can do that, then... Uh, yeah, I mean, as cars become more and more autonomous, I'm curious what the liability is going to be. Right. Have you driven in any of these self-driving cars before? I mean, outside of putting the car in cruise control, no. So I, I had the opportunity to drive like a pretty good distance, like 45 minutes to an hour in a Tesla. And at one point that car went on the highway and mm-hmm. this person took their hands off the wheel and that car drove everywhere. And when I say drove everywhere, I mean, it drove, it navigated in and out of lanes, it changed oh, wow. lanes, and he didn't do anything. So and I was petrified. Oh, I'm sure There's you There's no are. part of my brain trusting machines yet. So uh, my car does have lane departure assist i believe is what it's called and what this does is what is that if you start drifting oh yeah. out of your lane it will correct you yeah and i'm like this is going to revolutionize the way i text and drive yeah <laughs> right because I it'll drove... also stop for you it'll also stop short for you if you get and you can close. you can adjust the distance from in front of the car right because that's what I, mine can do you know what people keep telling me about this i have not found that function yet <laughs> And once I do, I may I may never have to put my hand on a steering wheel again. But I I didn't realize my car could do this until I drove to when I drove last year back to the East Coast. I drove across the country with a friend of mine and we were in the car and it started to drift at one point because I was only going like around the corner. I never really drove more than like 10 miles. Mm-hmm. And like it started to drift and it pushed me back. And I was like, well, this is going to make this cross country drive a lot better if the car is going to do most of the work for sure. me. Sure. Yeah. The other thing that uh, that my car has that I recently discovered, uh, it has smart brights. Hmm. So, you know, when you have normally when you're driving, you got your brights on, mm-hmm. you're trying your mm. best. At least I try my best not to be a dick about yeah. it and turn my brights off when other cars are approaching. Yes. This senses other light sources approaching and will dim your brights back down to normal. And then when you, they don't see anything else coming, you're, you, can, you can shine on. It's like easing your comfort level, right? It's like, okay, shh, it's okay. Look, the lights can detect other things and turn mm-hmm. it down. Shh, shh, shh. It can tell when you're shifting in and out of lanes. Now, 
just take your hands off of the wheel and let the machine drive you everywhere. And you're like, no, nope, sure. that's that's the line I'm not comfortable crossing. Yeah, right. No, no, no. Because I do like I do like the act of driving. Right. No, I do too. I would never be able to fully trust. Right. You know, I've seen Total Recall one too many times. Right. Uh, you know, one too many Johnny Cabs does not engender a lot of trust in the in the rides of tomorrow. Well, see, or today. I, I want the ability to flip it on and off. That That's fundamentally what I want. And, <clears throat> you know, the, the Tesla, the thing about the Tesla is it can only do it on the highway, right? Okay. It can only do the, the the driving thing on the highway. It can't do it around the corner. But think about how this revolutionizes, like, going out to a bar. Like, sure. now you don't need to call the Uber. You drive yourself home and the car, drops your drunk ass back at your house when you're done <laughs> going out, right? Take a little nap in the car. Sure. Cross-country driving, come visit. Yeah. Listen, that's something that we want to do because I don't know that we're going to be terribly, I mean, if we're going to be super comfortable flying anytime soon, mm. the problem is when you're taking a cross-country flight, it's generally going to be a longer flight. Yeah. Generally. About five hours, five or six and hours. The idea of having to wear a mask, nay, two masks. Yeah. It's the entire time just seems daunting. When is your area allowing uh, COVID vaccines to start being distributed to? I mean, they're they're supposedly now, but D.C. does not have quite the supply that everywhere else does. Maryland and Virginia, you can get your vaccine out of a goddamn water fountain if you want it. it but, you know, well, Jerry, finding, finding them in D.C. is is very difficult. Just use my parents' address. Just bring your ID. What are they going to do? Check you against Mr. and Mrs. Stern? I got you. Yeah, no, that's true. I start benefiting I... from this stuff at some point. <laughs> you know, I, I I wondered when this would dissolve and they just blatant identity theft. <laughs> right. I, I do want to very quickly talk about, because you responded to this on Instagram. And so I, I keep coming up with this thing that I've, I've mm. been meaning to talk about. And it's bothered me for years. There's there's a there's a slang a slang. There's a saying, a slang that might be in the Northeast, but and we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. The abbreviation of the word usual. Okay. More commonly yush. referred to as the huge. The huge. Give me the huge. Jared, yeah. what do you want from Taco Bell? Oh, you know me. Get me the huge. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, before we get into a conversation about this, I would very much like to thank. The 101 people who viewed me putting on Instagram this question. And the question was, right? The question was, how do you abbreviate the word usual? Otherwise known as the 101 people watched it. 101 people watched it. How many responded? Six. Wow. Six people responded. And that's a good engagement rate right there. It's a terrible engagement rate. Now, that's great. Here's my frustration with this. (laughs) <laughs> and I won't use the person's name. You'll understand why in the story. But growing up, first of all, if we can talk about things we talk about quite commonly on this podcast, one, of mm. course, being the fact that we have the same name, both named Jared Stern. Sure. One being the Muppets. Sure. And I'd say somewhere in the top five is my back hair situation that I have a You've plethora. You've mentioned it once or twice, but it has, it, back it, it's, it's, been, it's, it's been a while. It's been, I'd say, about five episodes since you brought it right. up in any great detail. And I'll give you another conversation about the Muppets in four episodes. It's okay. We'll put it on a rotation. It's fine. It's fine. So at one point growing up, when I was in between girlfriends, I had a situation where there was maybe some sort of party or audition, whatever it was, I needed to be shirtless. And so I needed my back to be shaved. And so I went to somebody who I've known for many, many years, and I asked them, can you please shave my back? 
And they said, no. <laughs> and I told them, I respect your response. I do. And I'm not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. However, I need my back shaved. I think it was for an audition for something. I was auditioning for something I needed to be shirtless for. It. Okay. Um, I think it was porn. No, it wasn't. But... <laughs> Julie's laughing in the other room. Uh, <laughs> but I needed to be shirtless for it. And so I needed this done. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like just a, a casual aesthetic request. Like I really needed this. And so I told this person, I was like, I respect that you don't want to do this and I will never make you do it. However, if you don't do it, I will tell everyone we know that you did. However, if you do do it, I will take this to the grave and never tell a single soul that it happened. Now, I still won't say who it is, but the same threat now goes to anybody who watches an Instagram story in which I ask a question and you do not respond to it. <laughs> if you don't give me an answer, I'm still going to give an answer on your behalf in this podcast. I don't know when it will occur. I don't know how it will occur. I'll just randomly scroll through the list and go, oh, so-and-so's response was this. But if you do answer, I will never say that it was you who gave me the answer. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if we have quite the sway for that to be a real threat yet. <laughs> but go ahead and, and say what your responses were. But okay. I, I, I want to put a placeholder here. Sure. Because the way you said something. Yeah. I want to ask a little question about it afterwards do you want to do it now and then we'll cut around this and kind of well, edit it around well no 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 because you you said if you do do it not and you said because this Which has always been be kind of a, if you do it if you do it right that if you if you do do it i think right? i was trying to put like extra emphasis on I, it no like, no no I, I understand but people do this all the time because you do this all the time they yeah <laughs> they do <laughs> but because people say don't do they they don't realize the opposite is just do well there's don't you you don't do it right but if, if you, you don't do, do, do something it. no it's not do do it you <laughs> just do it there's no do do you don't need to do that and don't even get juvenile on me about it i'm not no <laughs> I, the, I, the fact that we haven't taken it into a juvenile place further means that this is a philosophical question sure. about whether you do do things or whether you do things. You just do them. Well, if you do the thing, then the act of doing that thing has been done. But you need to do the thing you as you're did. doing it. <laughs> it's been done. You did it. You done did it. <laughs> I, but, but if I didn't do it, so if I didn't, do, I can, I can, I can not do something. Right. But I can't not it. I it's not right. I knotted it. Right. It's like you, you can't say I didn't it. You have to there has to be the negative before the before the action, before the verb. But then right? it depends upon whether or not it becomes a verb because I, I didn't eat. Right. Okay. So right, but but eat is the verb in that in that case. But I do eat. Right. So if I substitute the act of eating with the thing I'm doing, then aren't I doing that thing? I do do that thing. I do eat. But you don't do do. I mean, you, you shouldn't need to say it twice. If you've oh. done it, you've done it. You don't need to do do it. But what if it's so nice that I want to say it twice? <laughs> then listen, uh, then I'm not going to begrudge you that. I'm just, if it's a stylistic choice, then fine. But 
I, I just that's I'm always disappointed been because that's kind of bugged me. This kind of ram rambling is the exact type of thing that we would usually use for an out that only a fraction of our listeners hear. Because I can add it to the end. <laughs> I can, I can just take the chunk out now. This is why I wanted to wait till after you were done talking about your the responses to the huge. But now that we've gone over it, and I feel like it's been we've done we've done we've it's done yeah it's done done to death it's been done done to death and in fact that might be the title of the podcast done i was about to say and that might be between two (laughs) oh no it's over (laughs) god damn it Um, all of a sudden it's a it's a 20 minute episode uh, this is just our standard way of being this is our huge just the huge all right so so what did your respondents say so before we get into people's breakdown i love asking this question and it's one of my favorite questions to ask people because it breaks people's brains yeah because more often than not the way in which you instinct instinctually want to spell it uses virtually none of the letters that are in the actual word that's abbreviating. and by the way and this is the really fascinating thing not a single person of the six people who gave me answers not a single person repeated it twice all of them are different answers yeah Okay, well, I, 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 well, do you want to hear what what I would say, and then maybe I'll yeah, yeah. So them? tell me, tell me what you think, and then go. We'll go from there. I would say that it would probably be like USZ or USJ, and that's it. Yeah. Okay, so I've heard USJ before. Okay. And I, I can't remember where, I, I don't think we've ever landed on anything, anybody who I know. It's just, it's just one of these like continuous questions that kind of evolve over time. So I have U-S-C-H-E, right? I have Y-U-U-G-E. Hang on. Y-U-U-G-E. Okay. At a certain point, Yep. The abbreviation for the for the word can't be longer than the actual word or right. the same and length as the actual word. <laughs> so, so usual I'm type into the chat. U-S-U-A-L. You got five letters. So I'm going to type into the chat so you can see what I'm looking at as well. Yeah. Ushi, that doesn't sound. So that's, that's the first right. one. Second one is huge, which is huge like this. Yeah, that just looks like huge. And you're right. If you are abbreviating a word, it cannot exceed the length of the word. Or be equal to it, because then then it's not an abbreviation. Not an abbreviation. So So both of those don't qualify. So we're looking at five. It needs to be five letters or less. No, it has to be less than five letters. I'm sorry, it needs to be four letters or less. You're right. Mm. All right, this is one. Now, I don't have the actual, I don't know, letter that they used, but it's U-G-E. But with the two dots on oh, the umlaut, of the what's that? An umlaut. Yes, an umlaut. So popular in uh, in in eighties metal band. Yeah. Uh, names. So this is my favorite one so far. I think it's shorter yeah, than the original word. Sure. You have got at least one letter that's from the original word, which is the U, and it's prominent U, sure. standing right there in front. There are a couple of ones that start with why. My problem is this. If you're abbreviating a word, I feel like at the very least, the abbreviation should start with the same letter that the yeah. actual word starts with. Agreed. I mean, because there's no Y in usual. Right. The, that letter's already pronounced that way. Right. Now you're just playing fast and loose with like the phonetic alphabet and you're dropping sure. like schwa's in there just to kind of get the, all right. So 
then we'll come to one that you're definitely not going to like, which is this. And I'll let you see it, and then I'll spell it for the listeners. Oh, God. This that's is even longer O's. than the original word. This yeah, is too many O's. Y three O's G-H. G-H. So that's uke. 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 Yeah, what I really like about this one is none of the letters from the original word are in here. Yeah, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say no to that one. So we're gonna veto this one. Yeah. Now, this one's gonna kind of break your brain a little bit. So this is gonna be U S Z H E. I mean, I, I see what they're where they're going, but I have to it has to be rejected on the grounds mm-hmm. that it's the same length as usual. Exactly. It's not an abbreviation. Yeah. And then we have a couple of outskirts here. This one is this one. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's just... That's just use. That's just use, U-S-E. And I, I understand what they're going for, which is like, if we can pronounce read and read differently. Sure. Right? But unless this is commonly known with people, then if somebody says, you know, Jared, what do you want from Taco Bell? And I go, get me the use. They're like, yeah. use what? <laughs> that's just an Abbott and Costello sketch waiting right. to happen. Then there's there's this variation on it also. Okay. Oh, an apostrophe. So that's going to be a U apostrophe S-E. Okay. It's it's a fascinating, fascinating subject that I, I really, I really love this subject of conversation. Back when I was trying to do it with friends of mine, J's were dropped in. So maybe like we had talked about this a little bit, like okay. U-J-E, the huge. But again, I can't think of a word in the English language that is more difficult to abbreviate using the letters in the word that you're trying to abbreviate it from. That's a, that's a very good point, but because people just kind of say it, I can't think of an instance where it's need to, where it needs to be spelled out. Right. Well, have you, have you tried looking at, um, isn't there a, like a slang dictionary.com? What's the, uh, what's the urban the, dictionary, urban dictionary. What does the Urban Dictionary say? Because they're, they're normally pretty good as a catalog of those words. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Now, Urban Dictionary has it right here. U-S-G-E. U-S-G-E. So one, one step shy of usage. Yeah. Huge. Usage. Huge. I mean, it, it it makes sure that the G is a soft G. Yeah. So you kind of get that, uh, the slurring effect that you need mm-hmm. out of those letters. Because that's I, that I feel like is the challenge in spelling it, is you need to have just kind of like a yeah kind of thing and, uh, that you can only get with just a weird a, a amalgamation of like a Z and an H or a J and a J and an E or... Yep. Something like that. You kind of the word has to drag a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's still know. an abbreviation. I feel like it's too many letters. I feel like I like U G E. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, any port in a storm, I guess. That's right. But uh, yeah, riveting conversation right and now. I, I, I found it interesting. And by the way, I truly appreciate those of you who weighed in. All joking aside, whenever I do these polls, and I'll make this clear on Instagram, I will never say your name. There's no risk of embarrassment. If I was going to embarrass somebody, I would have embarrassed that individual who had to shave my back a number of years ago. I am, I'm just happy people respond to us. <laughs> thought you were going to say i'm just happy it wasn't me that had to shave your back oh well that too 
But who who knows what's going to happen once May rolls around? Ten thousand subscribers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jared will shave my back on live cam, <laughs> which will be essentially me shaving my own back without oh. using any hands. Yeah, I, uh, I I meant to ask you. Go ahead. Um, did you in any way, shape, or form celebrate Passover? No, no. Okay. I celebrated Passover by somebody reminding me that it was Passover. Okay. Which, by the way, is the same way I celebrated St. Patrick's Day. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing both so you're sides. You're on of the my up and up on both sides of you. Okay. Both sides of the ethnicity are, are holding strong. Cool. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, got together with my uh, my parents and oh, that's great. Uh, my uh, my cousin and her husband and their uh, their little girl. It was great. I mean, I think we were all just happy when we weren't getting together over Zoom. Mm-hmm. It was nice to be in the same at the same dinner table with with other people. We are not devout Jews, but we did have a seder. Okay. There was there was a structure to the seder. We 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 went with a uh, with the Haggadah, that is the that's uh, uh, which is the, the prayer book that goes with the with the seder. Thank you for clarifying that. I know nothing about my culture. Oh, it's fine. I, I figured not just for you, but for other people listening who yeah. might be. Uh, I, I tap out right around Kugel. That's that's what I <laughs> that's what I tap out as far as. <laughs> I'll yes. tell you a story when you're done, so that you understand sure. just how terrible it is. Anyway, so it, we had the uh, the thirty minute seder. Which okay, have you have you been the a state, part of any seder? Like, is that the little bits on each side of the plate? There's like so little... yeah. So there are, there are different representative foods. Yeah, the you ask you ask the four questions. Why is this night different from all other nights? I didn't know that there you were eat, questions. You eat matzah instead of bread. You, you mm-hmm. don't eat any leavened any leavened bread. There's all all kinds of. There's a lot of symbology. Little lot of symbology. A lot of symbology that goes with it. Um, so it was the, the the half hour seder. Seders can be a bit of a slog if you are sticking right to the letter of of the ceremony. Okay. And I know this. And because my sister, who I've, I've mentioned in the, in the past, I actually, I'm not sure if I actually have. I think the couple times that I've mentioned her have been edited out <laughs> of previous podcasts. This but, has been a dilemma for me because sometimes I remember us talking about things yeah, yeah. and then it gets edited out. And I'm like, am I repeating myself? I can't. No, no. I, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's a struggle. I know. But she so she is she she balances me out. Right. Because I am not very, I'm not, not really practicing Jewish. Right. And she has stopped practicing because she's professional. Like <laughs> she, she is the most Jewish you can possibly be. And so she, uh, she and her family, uh, before they, uh, moved to Israel, used to live in Philly, uh, okay. Kinwood, that yeah. area. That's where my parents grew up. Oh, well, there you go. Are we related? What is happening? <laughs> So we went up to uh, we went up to her house for uh, for seder, and if you've never been a part of an ultra orthodox seder, Mm-mm. and Passover was on Saturday, I think they might just be getting to the third cup of wine now. My God, yeah. We first of all, they start it's supposed to start at sundown. So there's that you got to wait till the sun the sun goes down completely, um, and oh, and also. If it's on Shabbat, which it happened to be this year, it, it like tacks an extra two hours onto the proceedings because there are extra prayers and extra things that have to be said. But for I have to imagine ahead. it's super convenient 
uh, to have this whole thing happen the week after daylight savings. Oh. So now sundown has been extended by three and a half hours. Sure. And, uh, yeah. And so at, for uh, the Passover Seder, there are, um, you have to drink four cups of wine. Now in, in, in less orthodox Seders, you just, you just kind of take a sip, take a sip of wine. You can finish your glass if you want to, but you don't have to. I just uh, want to make sure, because I'm sure at some point I'm going to have to do this. It starts out with chugging four glasses of wine. Not starts out. It, it happens over the course of the of, over the course of the evening. So one night, four glasses of wine. Yeah. Do I get to determine the size of the glass of wine, or is it like a standard restaurant three ounce pour? Oh, three ounce pour. I <laughs> wish. No. So th- basically, uh, an, an ultra orthodox seder turns into a, like a man versus food challenge. Because not only do they have giant, big gulp size things of wine that you have to drink, you have to drink them, all of it. They also, the matzah that they eat. Now, you can get, you know, your standard box of matzah. It's, it's not the most appetizing thing in the world because it's, un, it's basically a giant cracker, you yeah. know? Uh, but they, they make different flavors. There's egg matzah. You can get it salted. You can get it unsalted. You can put stuff on top of it. It makes it very nice. I put anything I want on top of it? Well, not, no, not anything you want. You can't, can't put bacon on it or anything like can't that. put cheese on it? No, you can't put cheese on it. Okay, because this was there, slowly turning into like a supersized like wine and cheese charcuterie board. No. <laughs> it sounded not, pretty good really. to start out with. No, no, but so you, you do put, uh, it's called uh, haroset. Do you know what haroset is? Not even in the slightest. Okay, it's a mixture of uh, apples, nuts, uh, cinnamon. It's a very, it's a kind of a sweet. Um, Sounds pretty good. Fruit spread. A little off season. Seems like more fall flavors, but you know, I can. Sure. Right? Well, anyway, so you can put that on top and then also horseradish. You put that Ooh, on. Ooh, I like horseradish. Horseradish is delicious. Now, so they don't eat the standard matzah. Okay. They have special matzah that was flown in from Israel that was like extra corrugated uh, and tastes like it was baked on someone's back, a la the stories of the Exodus. Like, you can taste the misery <laughs> in the bread. That's which is what you're meant to do because you're meant to relive the suffering of the slaves in Egypt. That's so the whole dry. Point. It sucks all the moisture out of your mouth. Oh, like it's like as our people were like trekking through the desert. Gotcha. Pretty much, but they ha- you have to eat a certain amount of it. Like in a less orthodox yeah. seder, you just you can have a you can have a piece of matzah there. You like there's a circle that's that's drawn out and you have to like they put the matzah in the so you have to eat all the matzah that's in the circle. Yeah, I'm 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 doing a keto thing right now. So they <laughs> sure. have, they have, they have it's a very carb matzah. heavy meal. <laughs> very it's a very carb heavy meal. No, anyway, no, no low, low carb matzah. There is matzah. there. there oh my uh, God, do they make cauliflower matzah? Dude, if we're expanding this grape empire, cauliflower <laughs> matzah might be the greatest <laughs> idea I've come up with so far. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad she doesn't listen. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you don't like the, the meal like starts at like seven o'clock. I think the time we went there, I don't think we started eating actual food 
until like 11 o'clock at night. What? Yeah, it is. I I respect my sister so much for yeah. because doing the ultra orthodox thing, you got to follow Judaism to the letter of it's, the law yeah. and beyond. Anyway, we didn't do that is what I'm trying to say. So it wasn't the most elaborate Seder in the world, but we, we did we did the performative things. You know, we glossed over certain stuff. We, we knew what it was about. Yeah. And then and then we ate. By the way, whenever you ask me anything even slightly Jewish related, understand that my dad's Jewish. My mother uh, is Irish Catholic. And so when they got together, it was still a little weird in like the outskirts of Philadelphia in Ballakinwood to mm-hmm. like have people of a mixed religion get together. I don't know if you know this, but Philadelphia people are super religious. Um, so raising the kids became a thing, whole thing. So we were taught to be good people. We weren't raised with a particular religion. Um, but my last name is Stern and my first name is Jared, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very Jewy sounding name. So <laughs> high school wasn't really that big of an issue. I grew up, I don't know if I ever told you, I grew up in Churchville. I grew up in Churchville, Pennsylvania. Wow. We might have been the closest thing to a Jewish family in Churchville, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Um, but when I went to college, my first uh, couple of years in college, I went to Kutztown University. And I distinctly remember being in college. And if you thought my area didn't have a lot of the, the, the people from the tribe, Kutztown had even less. And so we went to school. It was my freshman year. It was September. And a teacher was assigning homework. And they said, OK, and um, what is it? It's, it's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't correct me because it's all part of the story. I couldn't remember which one came first, but uh, they're back to back. They're great back to school holidays because I get they like are. a Friday off every other week. <laughs> and my birthday is September 16th. So like usually one falls on my birthday. So I get a day off from school for my birthday, but it must have been one or the other. <clears throat> and the teacher was like, and uh, Yom Kippur is coming up. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to not be in class on that day because uh, last name is Stern. I'm Jewish. She's like, oh, okay. So I've been riding this wave for a while. I was talking to my friend who I went to high school with. She'll never listen to the podcast, but uh, Sasha, uh, who okay. I went to high school with, uh, Sasha Schlumberg, a Jewish girl. And I, I, we were talking and I was just being an idiot. And I said, oh, is that a yam dress? And she goes, what are you talking about? And I go, is that a yam? Is that a yam? Is that a new dress? I, I'm learning Hebrew. Is that a yam dress? And she goes, what are you? Yom doesn't mean new. I go, yeah, yeah, Yom Kippur, new year. No. Like Yom means new, Kippur nope, means year. Nope, nope. And she had to inform me that I had been reversing the holidays yep. for years. Years I had and been handing out incorrect information to people. Just so you know, even in Rosh Hashanah, neither of those words mean new. Nothing, nothing. It's like they're... I, I used to do a joke on stage. I, I don't do it anymore, but I used to do a joke on stage about how a lot of the holidays sounded like we were just making it off to get off from work at the beginning sure. of the year. It's like, well, it's another holiday. And it's like, what, what, didn't you just have Yom Kippur last, last, yes, that, that's the pre, that's the pre-holiday. This one's uh, Rosh Shanan. What? It's <laughs> Shanana. Nah. It's Rosh Yeah. Rosh Hashanah. Yes, it's the, the day of atonement, the whole day. We atone for the whole day. Everybody else atones periodically out of the year. We just save it all up and just atone in one day. John Stewart had a great bit comparing Lent to Yom Kippur. I think 40 I've... days for Lent. Even in sin, you're paying retail. Um, 
But yeah, I encourage you to continue to bring up more things about our people. Well, here's the thing. I'm not that great an ambassador for it because I'm not a great Jew myself. So yeah, but you're better than me and I'm learning stuff from you. That gives you (laughs) the fact that I'm learning. To be fair, you're only half Jewish though. I'm, 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 I'm I'm whole. You are. I should, I should know more. The whole thing about being half Jewish has always frustrated me because it's really just about when you step up on stage and are like, we are the chosen people. You're going to get a lot of people that just want to be a part of the group. And so I, I feel like the whole, if your mom's Jewish, then you're Jewish. But if your dad's Jewish, you're not really comes down to tracking the lineage. Because I would say that at least back in the day, nine out of 10 times, if a woman was pregnant, then she was pregnant with her own kid. I would say that that's pretty much statistically how it normally works. But I assume that there were a bunch of people being like, that guy was my dad, so I'm part of the chosen people now. And they were Mm -hmm. like, nope, doesn't count anymore. Dads don't count. Now it's only moms. Moms are the only way that you stay Jewish. Well, all right then. (laughs) Glad we cleared that up. That that didn't find a natural resolution at all. No, we didn't. Can we talk about do-doing again? (laughs) We, we, we do have something that we need. Oh, yes. We have something we need to talk about. Yes. So obviously Between Two Turns has had its first guest. We have had our first guest. Uh-huh. Back in uh, episode nine, I believe, uh, was was when John came on to help. The John Irons. Solve, solve the Muppet mystery. John yes. Irons from Captain Game Show came on. And, and we thought to ourselves, well, we're going to need more people to actually be Between Two Sterns. Right. So what we're going to do, and I'm not sure if it's going to be a regular thing because we actually have to line guests up, but next week, we're going to have another guest. Good buddy of mine. Uh, his name is Chris Colosi, lapsed comedian. Very funny guy, just doesn't do, doesn't really get on stage much anymore. His, his big thing now is sports gambling. Oh, good. He is deep into it and is really, really good at it. Like he's like every, every day. He posts something on Twitter about a bet he about a bet he made that paid off, uh, and so he has uh, a Patreon where if you pay a certain amount every month, you get access to all of his picks. He I'm is, excited he's, for this. He's I, a very cool really guy, am. and uh, and uh, he was he hit me up uh, because I I just liked one of his things. It's like, are you a, are you a degenerate gambler too? I'm like, no 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 no. I just <laughs> happy to see. Just I was, I was happy for you that you made money. So, so yeah, so uh, look forward to that next week. Uh, there will actually be somebody between two between sterns. Two sterns. That doesn't count. Doesn't I'm excited count. For, uh, for him to come on because if there are two subjects that I am pretty confident that I can contribute to a conversation about, it is sports and gambling. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're going to do a lot of nodding and a lot of agreeing. I understand. Which, by the way, I've noticed I do too much of. I've been trying to give more verbal affirmations as we go through, because I realize, because you and I look at each other on a screen as we're talking, sure. I'm not along with you a lot of the time, but nobody realizes I'm agreeing with you because they can't see me because well, I haven't edited any of the video footage. You're right. Eventually, <laughs> we'll have some video uh, evidence that you're agreeing with me. Uh, correct. Um, but yeah, we're excited to do that. And we're also excited to bring kind of maybe, and I'll tell you about this later. I don't want to spoil anything right now, but I have some fun ideas for guests that can come on that might, um, add a little bit of something different. Well, I I think what we're mainly trying to do is piggyback on other people's influence and, uh, and followership. Like if someone actually has a foothold in the internet, 
we want to try to uh, grab onto their coattails. Hopefully the rising tide raises all sterns. 100%. That's what we're hoping for. We want you to come on the show to get your boost. We've got 40 dedicated listeners. 47. That, what's that? 47, I think. 40. I, I mean, I am, I am so humbled every week when we put Man, this out because I, it, it really, we've done the math and it can't just be like the network of people we know at this point. Sure. There are some people who listen to this that like are just not connected to us. And thanks for hanging out with us. We love having you here. I said this to you in, in, in private before. I said, yeah. considering who we aren't. Right, yes. I think we're doing okay uh, from an audience perspective. Plus, we're an international podcast now. Saudi I mean, Arabia. It, so, so, Saudi Arabia? Russia? Russia? Hang on one second. So I got, so not only so we got the United Kingdom, Austria, we, uh, Puerto Rico is not international, but uh, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, Germany, and Russia. And what's cool is you can click on the place and it'll tell you where in that country. So we got Moscow. We got Hess in Germany. Don't know where Hess is, but uh, Saudi Arabia, Makkah province. Shout out Makkah province. Crazy. We ha- I guess we have multiple listeners in Austria. Because it's got two regions, 83% are in a place called Styria or Styria. It's like Syria, but with a T. Yeah, Massachusetts and let us know how to pronounce where you are. Yeah, uh, and also how you pronounce Yuge. Um, <laughs> That's right. And then uh, 16% in Vienna. So yeah, we got uh, good on you. Th- again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to us. It really, it warms the cockles of our heart. That's right. And... You know, the, the, the other thing is we, we try to be as authentic about this as possible. So, yeah, w- we talked about it. We, we would like to expand a little bit more. So we want to bring guests on to kind of help ourselves and help them as well. We would love to get this to a point when we can maybe do a live broadcast and do some Q&As with everybody. Sure. If we get a group that's large enough. Anything that allows us to fill the bucket of our own ego uh-huh. with the joy and attention of you. Because there's only so much we can get from being called the breath of God. <laughs> I haven't gotten one person, not a single human being has reached out to me about that. Not <laughs> one. No one's come up to you and said, can you touch my baby or something like that? Not during COVID. Oh, there, well, there, that's there, true. There's not a lot of baby touching. No, no. And, and, that's, and that's the problem because you're, we're the breath of God. You know, we got, we got where everyone's wearing a mask. mask on. Yeah. I mean, we, we really have to wait until the pandemic dies down before we can really do it. The, the amount of good that we hope we can. <laughs> And doing good is really what we're all about here. Between, between two students. <laughs> I think we want to have it. Is it on or is it, are we just saying on or are we saying, I think that the problem is, and, and this might be something about the podcast itself. We've never practiced this. We've just been continuing trying to do it live. Are we saying on between two sterns? Or are we just saying between two sterns? Well, I thought the on fit better there. I think the on fit better there too, but. So I think that in order for us to figure this out, I think we need to bring a therapist on as a guest show, guest <laughs> on the show. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think it would actually be a really fun discussion to talk to a couple's therapist. I think so too. And I have somebody who I want to pitch it to. This was kind of what I wanted to bring up. But I think after we do the next guest, we bring a couple's therapist on to see if we could get and work out some of our issues. 
Well, we have, but do we have issues? We don't have. I any don't issues. know. How do you know until you go to a therapist? I don't know. I'm sick. And no, 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 no. That's not how the causation works. You have it's problems when you conflict. go to a therapist. You don't go to a therapist to find out if you have problems. See, it's this type of disagreement that we need a therapist to help us out with. <laughs> and we need that therapist to help us out right here on Between, Between Two Concerns. <laughs> what the hell? You sent me on. God damn it.